Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Stop procrastinating your apology to your wife. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high-achieving men save their marriages. So guys, this is such a common problem. I, I had to address it today. <laughs> so as I've worked with more and more men, I see this come up so often. Um, as part of the strongman system, if you're enrolled in that, you know we write an apology letter to our wife, and I help you kind of do that in, a, in the most effective way. You'll get some of the information about that in today's episode. But here's, the, here's what I see. Almost always, men delay writing and delivering this letter. Like they delay it a long time. Like it, it should be, if you follow the program, it should be done within the first few days of the program. But guys will delay this weeks and months. And like <laughs> when it was when it was a longer membership, people would delay it like a year. This is crazy, right? So we're gonna cover why that is, why guys do this, and what to do instead today. So if you're already part of the strongman system, you're going to get a lot out of this episode. And if you're not, you know, you can still see if you're kind of stalling on your own apology letter, right? Or maybe it's not a letter, but you just have done something you need to apologize for. And for sure you do if your marriage is in trouble, like you've done something that's made you less attractive to your wife. So why do men worry about apologizing? Really, it comes down to two things, and those are fear and pride. So when I talk with guys, you know, the main fear really is this. If I tell my wife all the things that I've done, it's going to make things worse. Okay. It's an understandable fear, right? If I, well, if I tell her all the things I've done that, you know, the, the details of my affair, if I tell her, you know, all the times that I have been dishonest, if I tell her the times that I have, you know, acted superior to her, right? She's going to actually see me in a worse light. Okay, right now she maybe thinks that I'm really great, but if I tell her all these negative things, she's going to see the truth, right? She's going to see that I'm not maybe as great as she thought I was, okay? Or maybe it will actually speed up the divorce process. Maybe that's going to give her more ammunition to just come in and say, yeah, you're right about all these. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you, that now I'm going to divorce you because now you told me that one extra thing that I didn't know before, Okay. Maybe she'll be even less attracted to me. If your marriage isn't that bad right now, but maybe you're just the sex life isn't where you want it to be. You know, if I tell her this, it's going to make her want sex even less. You know, if she sees that I'm doing these, you know, one up behaviors that I'm acting superior in money uh, with uh, uh, sex, with in-laws, with parenting, with religion. You know, if she sees that I'm acting this way, where if I draw attention to it, you know, that's going to make her even less attracted to me. Okay. So if we use a car analogy, it's like, hey, if I show her all the engine problems and all the body work and all the dents and the dings, you know, she's actually going to want a new car. Or if you use like a house analogy, if I show her that this house has like a ton of plumbing issues and there's termites and all that, she's going to want a new house. Okay, guys, I get it. You know, it, it makes sense that you'd be fearful about this, that it could make things worse, right? We'll go into why... <laughs> you know, why we need to get over that fear in a little bit. But let's talk about the other main reason, guys, delay this, which is pride. So 
sometimes guys have a hard time apologizing because they really don't see the things they're doing wrong. So this was me for a long time where I, like, if you would have asked me, I would have said, Oh yeah, like I'm a great husband. You know, look, I pay for, I pay for things. I show up, I help with the kids. Right. But I missed major things. It was mainly this one up kind of thinking that, you know, with money, I was better with, uh, just with, uh, with sex, I was more developed and she should just, you know, go along with what I want with, uh, religion. I believed better than her, right? The way I believed was better than what she believed. Um, with, uh, you know, in-laws, I was mad if she didn't want to spend time with my family and, you know, I had, you know, my issues with, with her family and, um, with parenting, right. I thought my ideas were better all this kind of thing. So I didn't really see that clearly. And, um, so yeah, I didn't apologize for it cause I didn't really see it. The other things guys will do is kind of minimize how serious things are. And that's immaturity really like saying, Oh, you know, it's not that bad or, you know, you did it too. Well, you, yeah, I did this, but you did that. And that was worse, right? That's what little kids do. That's what my kids do. And so if you're in that mindset, it's very immature. Oh, sure. I did this, but look, you did that. You know, that's immature. That's not attractive. And it's pride. Okay. So sometimes guys will have been unfaithful and they'll say things like, okay, yeah, you know, that was really bad. I'm really sorry, but let's just move forward. Right. That's minimizing because you're not really understanding how bad that damage is, right? You're not getting into her experience. You're not really trying to understand where she's coming from and how much it hurt her. Okay. When we write the apology letter, that's what I help guys kind of dig into more, but that's the principle, right? Is you need to understand not just why these actions were wrong, but how they impacted your wife. Okay. So if you're like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, but let's move forward. That's basically negating her experience. It's not trying to understand her at all. And it's not really an apology. Okay. Because again, you're just protecting yourself. You don't want to go into it because you don't want to feel bad, but that's still selfish and prideful. Okay. Or maybe you're saying like, well, I was unfaithful, but so was she, right? She had an emotional affair or, well, she was unfaithful first. Okay. Again, that's just, that's pride, right? It's immaturity. You're not recognizing your own issues. Oh, or, or you say, sure. Yeah. I lied about things, but so did you. Right. Or what I lied about wasn't as bad as what you lied about. Okay. You, you see how immature this is, uh, but guys do this, right? They do this all the time. I used to do it. I still do this kind of thing sometimes. So yeah. So this is another one. So yeah, look, I've done some bad things, but overall I'm a great guy. Yeah. I've made mistakes, but look, I'm really good. Okay. Some of, the, some of the guys I work with, they, they use this phrase a lot and I used to use it a lot too. Okay. Cause I was in the same mindset as like, yeah, I've, I've done some bad things, but look, overall, look, I'm really good. Okay. That ends up being very unattractive because of this thing. Like it's pride, right? And pride, like being confident is different from being prideful. Being prideful is this idea that, you know, yeah, I do a little bit wrong, but overall I do good. Or, you know, just kind of minimizing. Yeah, I've got some issues, but they're not that bad, right? So, like, if you were a car, it's kind of like saying, okay, sure, like, I don't start 40% of the time, but 60% of the time I do start, okay? So, and it's true, right? Maybe it does start more often than not, but what you're missing is a bunch of the time, like, this car is not starting. It's not consistent, Okay. It's like dishonesty. You know, I'm, I'm honest most of the time. Sometimes I'm not. Okay. 
that's a major problem. Or with the house, right? You'd be like, well, none of the toilets work, but the roof is great. <laughs> like you see the issue here? You're not addressing the problem, okay? And that's unattractive and it just is stupid. <laughs> so here's why it doesn't work. So keep this in mind more than anything else. Your wife already knows or suspects all of your flaws. She really does, okay? You're not gonna surprise her when you give her your apology. When you write the letter and you list out all things, you're not going to surprise her. She already knows all this stuff. That's why she's not attracted to you right now. Okay. Again, that's why she's less attracted to you in the first place because she knows these flaws. Like if she didn't see any of these flaws, she would be totally attracted to you, right? You'd have a great marriage. She'd think you were the best person on earth if she didn't already know these flaws, but she already knows them. That's why she's not as attracted to you. So you're not going to surprise her when you write this apology letter or when you apologize to her, okay? Here's the other big issue, right? So the more you try to gloss over these flaws, or if you don't even, you're too afraid to bring them up at all, or if you say, yeah, they're there, but they're not that bad, what do you think she's going to do, okay? She's not going to ignore them. What she's going to do is focus on them more. She's going to focus on them much, much more, okay? Because she's saying, man, my husband doesn't even get it. He doesn't get that he's dishonest and that hurts me or that how bad his unfaithfulness hurt me or all this one-up behavior. She she may not even be able to really clearly identify this one-up behavior, but it is what is driving her away, okay? If you can identify it first, she's going to be like, oh yeah, it is that. That is what I don't like, <laughs> that you think you're better than me all the time, right? So if you can own that, right, you know, that's huge. But when you don't, okay, she just pulls farther and farther away right? So think about like a a shady car salesman or a shady realtor, right? If this, if this car salesman comes up and he's like, oh yeah, you know, this car's got some issues, you know, look, there's a couple scratches, but it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, and then you pull up the car factory, like, Hey, this thing's been in a wreck. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention that, but that wreck, it it really wasn't that bad. What are you going to do with this guy? Okay, you're going to focus on the flaws much more, right? You're going to say, well, let me see where that accident was. It's like, okay, yeah, I was right here. And yeah, there's a few cracks, right? So you just like keep finding out these issues and then you don't trust this guy at all, right? You don't want to, you don't want anything to do with this guy, okay? Or with a realtor, right? You walk into a house and he's like, yeah, this house is great. There's nothing wrong. Then you point to like the toilet. You're like, what's going on with this toilet? Like it's leaking everywhere. Oh yeah, I forgot to, to mention. Yeah, there's a little bit of a leak there, but you know, everything else with the house is great. Like, are you going to trust that guy at that point? No, of course not. You know, you're going to focus more on that. You're going to look be even more on the lookout for issues because this guy won't admit the problems. Okay. So when you do this same thing, when you don't apologize, you're doing the same thing. You're either, you know, not bringing them up at all because you're afraid, right? And like these, these salesmen do, right? They're afraid to bring up the issues because they're afraid not to sell the house, right? But the problem is these guys don't really care about the person buying the house, right? Now, when you are the house or you are the car, okay, when you own those mistakes, you're showing that you actually care about your wife, right? You're saying, look, this car, this house, me, I've got some issues, right? And I care about you enough to let you know what those are, okay? And work on them and then work on them and fix them. That's the other part. The good part is like you can... When you own them, you can do something about them because if you don't ever own them, you can't actually do anything about it. 
It's like this guy with the leaky toilet in the house, you know, it's leaking all over the floor. If he doesn't acknowledge it, he's not going to get in there and get a plumber and fix it. Right. Or if the, if there's cracks all over this car body, but this guy won't recognize it, he's not going to go in and get it fixed. Okay. You have to recognize it to actually do something about it. And that's what apologizing does. It points out, Hey, like here's the issues. And now I'm going to go do something about it. Okay. But before you recognize it, how can she trust that you're going to do anything about it? She can't. Okay. She has zero confidence. You can actually do anything about these problems if you don't even recognize them. And remember, you're not surprising her with these. She already knows the toilet leaks. She already knows there's cracks in the window, right? She already knows it. So when you tell her, she's like, finally, yeah, I already knew that. Okay. It's about time you recognized it. Okay. That's what happens. All right. Even if you do surprise her with some detail, it's going to hurt her at first, but then she's going to be like, huh, you know, at least he was mature enough to do that. At least he was mad enough to do that. Right. And it'll eventually make her, you know, respect you more. And even if she doesn't choose you, right, even if maybe that damage was too much, maybe you had 10 affairs and your wife says, you know what, I just can't do it anymore, right? At least you can have the sense of confidence that you know that you did the right thing, okay? And that's the win, right? You are showing up as the type of man you want to be, okay? And eventually you will attract somebody good to you because you're becoming a better man, okay? So here's what you do instead. Instead of like not even telling your wife or apologizing at all or apologizing kind of, but minimizing it or saying, yeah, it's not that bad or you were bad too, or like there's some problems, but overall I'm good, right? Instead of all that, you need to acknowledge all your flaws to your wife, okay? Overcome your pride, see the flaws clearly, understand how they impact her and let her know, okay? You need to apologize to her for them. Okay, so just acknowledging them, that overcomes the pride to realize, huh, you know, maybe it is an issue that, you know, I lie a bunch, or maybe it is an issue that I'm one up all the time. Maybe that is really unattractive to my wife, right? Okay, so that overcomes your pride. Then you apologize to her for them, right? You own them, and that you have to overcome your fear to do that. You probably still feel a little fearful when you apologize, because like it's it's natural to think, okay, she's going to see that, she's not going to choose me, because it is a possibility, right? When you own these, it is a possibility she's not going to choose you, okay? But again, she already knows, okay? So <laughs> she's, she, you know, just she already knows. <laughs> so stop being so afraid to tell her because she already knows, okay? So again, you acknowledge your flaws, you apologize for them, and then you commit to being a better man for you, okay? That's the important part for you, for the kids, for God, something that is not for her. Okay. It can't just be for her because if it's just for her, she knows it's not permanent, right? If she starts giving you attention, appreciation, affection, if she stops the divorce process, okay. If it's just for her, okay. She knows that if she comes back, you're going to do the same things again. Okay. The commitment has to be for something bigger than her. So another important thing to understand is the process of change. Okay. So the way it works, let's say, um, you know, you often are one up on religion. Okay, You believe that the way you believe is better than the way your wife believes. So the process of change is first you recognize the problem. First you say, oh, shoot, yeah, I do that a lot. I think that the way I observe the Sabbath day is better than my wife's. Okay, I do that. Okay, Next, you start 
catching them after you do them. So like on a Sunday, you, you, let's say your wife uh, goes to the store and you don't agree with that, right? So you might, she might come home and you might be mad at her. And then later on, you say, you catch her and say, you know what? Like that was that one up behavior where I thought that the way I do the Sabbath is better than hers. Okay. So you catch it after. Next, you start catching them while you do them. So maybe, you know, your wife starts walking to the store next Sunday and you kind of give her a look, but then you sort of catch it like, okay, yeah, there I go again. Right. That's sort of doing that. Okay. So then the next week your wife starts walking out and you're about to make that face and you're about to say something, but then you're like, oh, you know what? Let me remind myself. It's up to her how she decides to do the Sabbath. It's up to me how I decide. Our kids will decide for themselves too. Okay. And then eventually you start a new response as a habit, right? So then the new response becomes like, you just remind yourself as she's walking out, like, hey, she's going to do it her way. I'm going to do it my way. While she's gone, I'll do what I like to do on Sunday to observe the Sabbath, right? So, and then that becomes the habit, right? Then as she walks out, there's not an issue. And then your marriage is better because you're not in that judging superior one-up mood. Yeah, that's just an example, but you can apply that to anything. So it's recognize, you start catching them after you do them. Then you start catching it kind of while you're doing it. Then you start catching it before, and then you have a new habit in place. And we learn how to do that really clearly in the strongman system through certain uh, tools we use. So the other thing that you want to do is you start writing out the weaknesses you're working on and then reviewing them every day. I can't emphasize how important this is. This is something I've been doing you know, the past month or so. I feel like I've made so much progress in this past month or so by doing this. I just wrote out, these are the weaknesses I'm working on. And now they're still there some, but they're so much better than they were just because I wrote them down, right? I identified them and then they were on my mind as far as what I wanted to work on, Okay. It puts your mind in that place to start to get to work. Okay. So it's that mechanic or that contractor mindset, right? We're like, okay, here's the issues, you know, okay, here's the, the, the timing belt needs replacement. I'm going to go do that, you know, or, you know, the toilet's clogged. I need to do that. I need to replace the, you know, replace something in it. So you're in that mindset more when you're like, okay, these are the problems I'm working on. Okay. Cause as men, especially as high achieving men, we're problem solvers. And so when we see these as problems, our brains, and we want to go to work solving them. So use that to your advantage, okay? You also want to welcome your wife's feedback when she sees the issues coming up, okay? So when she says, oh, you're doing that one up again, you know, you might, at first you might be like, ah, but then you're like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Thank you for telling me that is something I'm working on, okay? And then get coaching to help you see issues you might miss. Look, people outside you, for the most part, can see better than you can how you're behaving and what's going on, okay? That's why getting an outside perspective is so important. So here's why this works. When you truly see and acknowledge your mistakes, your wife and you and everyone else can actually believe they might change because before you acknowledge them, they can't change, right? You can't work on a problem you don't see. So when you commit to changing for you and not just for her, she can start to believe the changes will be permanent. Again, if it's just for her, she knows if she starts giving you what you want, Tension, appreciation, sex, not filing for divorce. Okay. She knows in the back of her mind, if your changes are just for her, you're going to go back to the same you if she comes back. Okay. So then you want to write out and consciously work on your weaknesses every day. You're going to make accelerated progress on your repairs. That mechanic or contractor mindset. And look, when you do this, guys, you win no matter what, because you're becoming a better man. Okay. 
And then that happens to be very attractive to your wife, right? It's the most likely thing to have her more attracted to you is to just work on these things, you know, work on your weaknesses, become that stronger, better person. All right. So in summary, guys, men, they drag their feet on apologizing to their wife almost always. Okay. For a couple reasons. One, they're afraid it'll make things worse or they're too prideful and immature to see their mistakes or to see how serious they are. Okay. So you need to just stop waiting. Okay. Stop waiting. Every day you wait, it makes things worse. Okay. Again, she can't think anything's going to get better unless you recognize the problems. Okay. And she already knows. She already knows the problems. So you're not going to surprise her. Okay. So instead, own your mistakes today. Apologize in for them today and start working on them deliberately. Stop trying to minimize them too. Own how bad they are. Okay. And again, commit to these changes for you, for the kids, for God, not just for her. Okay. So now you can all start to believe that things can get better and they are going to get better as you deliberately work on those weaknesses. Okay. All right, guys. So for help seeing these weaknesses and building them into strengths, come join the strongman system. This is what we do. We help you identify the issues that need help. We help you write this apology letter. We have specific skills and tools to communicate better with your wife, to, you know, uh, create more fun, intimacy, passion. Okay. Do all of that right? That's what you're going to learn in the strongman system. Turn these weaknesses into strengths, become that strong, attractive man that is going to have a great relationship and be attractive to his wife. So visit MikeFraserMD.com. There's a free training there. You can join the three fatal mistakes high achieving men make when trying to to, uh, save their marriage, or you can just join the strongman system right now by clicking on work with me. All right, men. So stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.